Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots, episode 69, the podcast for marketing managers or sales professionals who are using HubSpot or considering using HubSpot. My name's Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. Craig, how are you on this eve of Australia Day? Yes, welcome to the Late Show. So we're recording this at just after 10.30 at night on uh, Wednesday the 25th of January. and uh, it's, it's been a big day. It's been a big day, and actually we're in at HubSpot today and had uh, our first cafe consulting uh, yes. session so that'll be good we'll, we'll chat about that a little bit later in the show but yeah it's good to be uh good to be here and a public holiday tomorrow so that's gonna be a nice break it is not if you have kids <laughs> <laughs> anyway on to shot one which is our inbound thought of the week and this is um, one of the latest presentations that's been put up on content.inbound.com and it's from nancy harhart and it was a, had a very catchy headline it said 10 human behavior hacks that will change the way you create email. So I'd encourage people to actually watch that because I actually learned a fair bit from it. Yeah. So tell us some of them because I actually haven't seen this. I just saw the start of it and had a bit of a flick through. It's looked fascinating. So I'm really looking forward to catching up on it. But, yeah, what were some of the, the key takeaways for two, you? Yeah, I'll yeah. highlight two things. And this is one of those. So she had 10 really great points with some action items. One of the things that really stood out to me, she talks about loss aversion. People are two times more motivated to avoid pain than to achieve gain. So when you're sending emails and you're kind of phrase it in terms of them not feeling that pain, they're more likely to take action rather than actually going through the pain of not doing something. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. The other one was the authority principle. And she says people recognize and respect authority, assume they've done work for us. And this is from Robert Cialdini, right? So really what she said here was really interesting. She said that there was an experiment done where they basically got a fake security guy to dress up in in his uniform. They stuck a note on the teller saying it was out of order. And the note said, actually, please give your deposits to the security guy and he'll look after it. And they did the test. And what she found out was that everyone looked at the note, looked at the security guy. He looked like he had authority. And they basically, without asking any questions, just handed them his money and they walked away. And she goes, because people thought that he was in a place of authority, he had the right symbols that recognised that, you know, he was credible and therefore they didn't question anything. And they just handed over their cash and walked away. Wow. Okay, I've actually read a lot of these kinds of experiments, psychology experiments where they've done in the past, where they've actually gone the other way. They've actually used authority to test whether people will do terrible things. So it's actually, how did she apply this to marketing in, in a sense, that authority figure? What was she doing there? Was she more appealing to the social proof and those kinds of things? Exactly. So that's what she was basically saying, you know, like what sort of authority can you show when you're actually writing your emails? Yeah, it makes sense. And that's a good reminder, I think, for marketing managers when we're preparing copy and landing pages and even... You know how you always see company logos and things like that and testimonials and you kind of go, oh, that's so cliched in a way. I think a lot of it is because research backs up that these actually work and trust signals on checkouts, all those kinds of things. So, yeah, they're good reminders. Yeah, so have a look. She used lots of good examples in the slides. Even if you don't listen to the presentation, go through the slide share because there's lots of great examples. But obviously if you listen to it, it will make more sense. And another really interesting thing is like she's saying, you know, more people are reading things on their mobile devices, right? That's the first point where everyone kind of opens an email. And she, when she starts, she used some really interesting things where people had written particular headlines and on the mobile it's like, 
had some really strange things where words got cut off and had different meanings. Oh, so right. when people read the headline, they're like, oh, that doesn't sound correct and kind of perked their interest in what it was. So she goes, you know, some of it made no sense or made really irrelevant sense. And she goes, you know, check those kind of things. Like people are going to read that. What does it say? Right. So she was saying like, you know, making sure those headlines are short can help because it really gets to the point. Excellent. Okay, great. And we've got the slide share embedded in the show notes. So check that out. All right. On to shot two, which is our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig. All right. I'm really happy about this. I'm going to talk about the HubSpot ads add-on. Okay. So we're now at episode 69. We first mentioned this back in episode Episode. five because the HubSpot ads add-on had just been released. Correct. And in that episode, I basically panned it. I said, avoid it. It's not worth it. It's, you know, it just wasn't ready, had all these problems. Now I'm saying get it because now it's finally, I'm doing air quotes, finally worth using. And I think it's really good value. adds a lot of things. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But just if you haven't heard of the ads add-on, let me just quickly recap what it is. So this is an add-on to HubSpot marketing. And what it does, it allows you to report on most significantly, but also some management features of Google AdWords, Facebook ads, and LinkedIn advertising. So all three are supported in this now. And I think when I think of it in terms of pros and cons, I'm mainly looking at the reporting side. Yes. There are some management features of it, but I don't even use those. Okay. Some marketing managers that maybe have no experience at all with those platforms might be able to set up some ads, but I find it very basic. And I think for the kind of results we're getting, we still want to actually set up a lot of those campaigns in the platforms themselves. So I'm not necessarily recommending it for setting up campaigns and managing that. Yes, I tried setting up campaigns. Right, okay. (laughs) With very, um, let's put it this way, it was very basic and there were lots of advanced things like we would try to do dynamic keyword insertion for AdWords ads. Right. And we couldn't do that. Okay. Because it's got a limited field number and so on. And obviously if you use the AdWords editor tool, you know, there there are lots of things that we have access to that we can I, I imagine there's tons of things tons. ad extensions Correct. all those kinds of things couldn't do any ad extensions right okay so, so i think there's some really key things here of what we're talking about that need you need to be really aware of when using this add-on when moving forward so i think like like you mentioned the pros mainly reporting right tying it all together another thing lead ads integration i think this is a massive piece this is the key thing for me right So lead ads. So Facebook lead ads and these, for people that don't know, on Facebook you're scrolling through, you see an ad and you might normally press the ad or click on the ad and go through the website. More often than not now seeing where they just pop up a form within Facebook. So you never leave Facebook, you fill in the form and submit it. Well, you don't even need to fill it it in really. It's pre-filled. Yeah, (laughs) quite right. It's pre-filled. Now these are called lead ads and they show lead forms. Now the great thing, and this is what you've just mentioned, face the ads add-on syncs those lead forms. So you don't need Zapier or some other integration tool to pull them in. They fill in the form and they come into HubSpot and they're reported on. It's fantastic. And you actually see it in the timeline. I think that's the... Yes, you do. And you actually see that the lead form that they filled out, that's all identified and, yeah, it's excellent. They also support Instagram ads as well. Correct. That all comes through. But the reporting, it's... It, like, this is really good. I can't stress this enough to listeners. And even to the point where we're actually enabling it for our customers, 
I'm not even trying to sell them on it. I'm, I'm actually happy to reduce our monthly retainer by the amount because it's such good value. It just provides so much value for if people are using those platforms. That's right. And I think another thing we want to highlight is the ROI calculation. Can is That's a part of the tool to really see whether you're actually getting that return on investment. So understanding what those numbers are, what the conversion is, et cetera, is really important with all of this. Yeah, so let me just dive into that, into a bit, a little bit of detail. Previously, there was just an ROI calculation or an estimation where you kind of said, oh, if I get a lead, it's probably worth X dollars as yep. a sale. So I calculated the ROI on that. However, now you have the option to say, no, base it on deal value because if they're using the CRM as well, so Correct. they're using marketing, they're also yes. using the HubSpot sales side, using the CRM, they're creating the deals and yes. the opportunities in the CRM, which you put a dollar of value against. This now ties that all back together. Okay. So for the first time, you're actually getting real ROI. This is not just estimated ROI. This is actually real ROI based on what your sales team then put in and close. <clears throat> That's actually really powerful. Like yes. I, I really want to yeah, stress this. Yeah, so there's that part and then there's obviously the ROI calculator where you can actually set an average sale price of the product or service you, wanna, you want the lead to be. And then you can work out what the conversion is and then you can obviously drive that figure through there. So there's two, there's two options, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Now, some of the cons of the ads add-on. Yeah. So we're saying I don't think it's – I'm not recommending this tool for creating or necessarily managing in any detail, as yes. we've said before. Um, the second thing, there is still some quirks. Like I was able to connect AdWords and Facebook easily but LinkedIn, I actually had issues because we manage multiple LinkedIn yes. accounts for different customers. It actually couldn't connect just to the one, one. in this particular really? customer's okay. account. So I actually had to get them to go in and do uh, the connection because I was getting errors with the LinkedIn. So there's still some little bugs. quirks and bugs they've got to iron out. Other than that, it was pretty good, pretty seamless. I've, I was really impressed. And you get this nice little dashboard that shows here's, Correct, yes. here's how many impressions I got, here's how many clicks, how many contacts I got. And, the and here's R- the ROI. Here's the ROI. Here's the spend. Because I used to prepare, and we do this for most customers, we have a Google Doc that we prepare of the spend and everything to supply to them and, and reporting as a consolidated report. Now I just say, oh, I go to this HubSpot okay. link. It's great. Yeah, and I think one feature we'd like to see if anyone from the product teams listening to this is syncing saved audiences based on HubSpot lists. I'd love to be able to do this just to say oh, all the customers yes. in HubSpot oh, create a Facebook saved audience based on that, yeah. um, based on their Which is pretty powerful. Yeah, so yeah. that I can retarget against them or exclude them and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, there's lots of – I can just see how this is going. Like I can see where this is this headed. Is, it's yeah. so powerful. It's really good. Uh, so, yeah, the, the action item from this, start your 14-day trial. Yes. And I, it's not – uh, I think it's what 130 bucks or something right. a month. Yeah. I think that's well it's well worth, worth it. the investment. Yeah. So so yeah. yeah, you can do that when you go to your settings in your portal, and you can go to add-ons. I think, and you can just enable that for a 14-day trial. Yeah. So I encourage you to do that. If you don't know how to do it, please feel free to get in contact with us, and we will help you do it and help you understand what's going on. All right, onto our HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig. And now we're going to talk about the prospects tool within the sales tools. And this is great to see who is visiting your site and if you can identify the company and keep a track. So we use it to go, well, hang on, who's like a lot of it is 
ISPs in there. But if you can identify a company, then you can go, okay, well, that's someone I might want to work with. You can actually add that to the CRM and then you can keep a track because it'll actually keep a track of what pages people are looking at, how often they visited, and you can actually see how much engagement there is. So I'll put a link in there to what is the best way to use the prospects tool, which HubSpot have recently created this year. And so I encourage you guys to have a look at that. That's on the knowledge.hubspot portal. I actually think it's been around for a while. The been, it tool. has been around yeah. for a while, and I, but I actually think people are not aware and don't use it. Yeah, that's certainly true. And they have enhanced it this year. Uh, it's worth just mentioning for people that haven't seen this before, this is the anonymous tool. So this is who's visiting Correct. your site anonymous. It's not based on contacts. It's based on anonymous. So you see the kind of company or their network that they came from. And, yeah, a bit of a tip there, as you mentioned, quite a lot of them will be from ISPs. So if you're seeing visitors from Telstra or Verizon or whatever, no, that's just because the ISP, it's not necessarily they're from the company Telstra. But where we use it uh, with some of our customers is what they like to do is they they know they're talking, their sales team might be talking to a particular prospect and then they go, they're not yet a lead or a, a tracked lead on the site, so they can't tell on the marketing side whether they're, actually a contact that has visited the site. So then they use the prospects tool to go and say, oh, this company, let's just check if they've been on the site. And as you said, you can drill in to see which pages they've viewed. And they go, okay, they're spending time on this. Oh, they're spending time on the pricing page. Okay, they're interested, I'll talk to them. Or if they're, you know, for other items. So it's really powerful there for not only learning about people that you might want to reach out to, but also checking that people you're just in that start of the process with, whether they are actually having a bit of interest. Yeah, and in this article, it tells you, you know, how to set up your notifications, how to make things favourites, how to actually see if an existing lead is engaged with you and visiting the site. So I think there's some great things in there. And what is really interesting on this, it says it's available only for professional sales. So I'm not sure because I know this is available for everybody when we first started. But yeah. in this quick answer guide that I've linked to, it says it's available for sales professional. Uh, but we'll verify that. We'll later. check that. I'm certain that, no, I'm certain that it, uh, just a pro license, Marketing Pro has it. Um, no, it must be sales. No, it's sales. Oh, you know what it would be if they've got Marketing Pro? If they've got the marketing side, yes. it must appear in CRM, Possibly. even if you just enable CRM. Right. But if you've only got CRM, maybe then you need Sales Pro. Possibly. Yes. Exactly. Oh, sorry, listeners, just working that out on the fly. <laughs> we better check that and confirm. Anyway, that's what the documentation says. So I encourage you guys to have a look at it because I think it's a really valuable tool. I think a lot of people will miss. Yeah, no, very, uh, I, I've got one wish list item for that. You know you know how it tracks um, pages that they've visited? I yes. wish you could filter on that because one of the actually one of the things yes. that the prospecting tool has added is that filter down exactly. the side. So yes. you can filter based on certain sessions. I wish you could filter by pages that pro, uh, anonymous visitors visit, but you can't. I'd love to see that. But anyway, still highly valuable without that. On to our cafe consulting review, Craig. This was a good afternoon, wasn't it? Good coffee. It was fantastic. And we had our first consulting review, and I believe the company that had a had, had a coffee with us actually learnt a few things. And actually, we've we talked about implementing lead flows. Uh, we talked about conversion. So we looked at they had a conversion issue, and so we were looking at how we can actually help them improve that or give them ideas around improving that. So I believe that they've walked away with 
value and something that they can implement. That yeah, I hope so. Hopefully turn their business around. So I'll be really looking forward to hearing back from this person who is anonymous right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, we probably don't. We should have asked if we could have mentioned that's them That's right, the we show. should have. That, oh, we know they're a listener. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and worth mentioning that we've got some more of those coming up. So we're going to aim to have one of these each month, and the next one is in early March. Correct. Where- so the next one will be the 8th of March in Sydney where we'll be able to end. We've extended the session to 30 minutes from 15, and we will – so we've got a bit more time to spend with, with your – people who are interested. So I encourage you all to take advantage of that and get two heads of two certified agencies looking at issues that you might have. All right, on to our opinion of the week, Craig. Don't create fake scarcity. Okay, so I've got two little opinion pieces this week. The first one is just uh, from my blog I just wrote about. Like there'll be a promotion and they'll say, oh, we've got this new thing, sign up to get this. You go to the site and sign up and then it says, thanks, you're on the wait list. And you're going, what? I, I thought I was actually getting and I'm on a wait list. So it's a really bad experience. But then they say, oh, tweet this or recommend it or refer friends and you'll jump the queue in the wait yes. list. I'm just like, I find this enormously frustrating. It's kind of like you've actually given, you've promised me one thing. You actually haven't even given me that. Right? Yes. You haven't given me that. <laughs> and but then now you ask me to do you're actually, stuff. Now you're actually asking me to do something to promote you. It's like, well, anyway, my blog post is just cut that out. That's that's such a bad experience. Just cut that out. But anyway, that that's, was just one little um, uh, kind of a rant of the week, actually, opinion of the week. But the second one is opinion of the week was from Kip Bodnar's. The CMO of HubSpot. Uh, CMO of HubSpot. He talks about structuring marketing teams, and he did this on Medium. He's got a long article about it. And in their case, structuring marketing teams for growth. I thought this was really interesting reading for marketing managers to think about when they are structuring their teams and members of their marketing teams for certain tasks. Yes. And I, I'm going to read out a, a key uh, quote that he's put here is the goal isn't to find a perfect org structure. Instead, find the structure that is right for right now, one that reflects what you are currently prioritizing and deprioritizing and sets you up to leverage your current growth opportunities. I think the key point is org structures are fluid and serve a purpose rather than fitting a textbook approach. And I think very important to be flexible and to know where you can go to grow scale and deliver services that you actually need and pull in the right resources so you're running efficiently, I think. That's really the key to all of this. Well, we both love Kip and especially his um, when we interviewed him last year, that yes. whole idea of solve for the problem. And this is just another it's been extension. a mantra of ours, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> we've really taken on board. But here he's, it, he could almost have said your org structure should solve for the problem, which of course sounds obvious, but... Listeners, think about your own organisation that's structured. Is it still solving for the yes. problems you have now or is it just a legacy of, oh, that's the way we've already structured it? All right, Craig, on to our podcast of the week. Oh, a new one. And this is so good. Um, so this is the new podcast. It's by Samantha Alford. It's called The Daily Hub. And we met Samantha when we were over at Inbound. She's yes. another Australian. And she uh, has started a podcast and she's been a, a daily li- podcast a daily podcast she's a listener of our podcast and was very very kind uh to us and very supportive but she started her own podcast and yeah as you said it's daily and she interviewed i don't know how she's going to keep this schedule up it seems like a grueling schedule but uh, i'm very impressed with what she's doing so they're kind of a uh, longer format uh 20 to 30 minutes 
sometimes more actually, and she interviews marketing leaders, actually not even, not necessarily limited to marketing leaders, but sometimes business leaders, marketing managers, and how they are using inbound and marketing in their companies to drive growth and revenue and leads. I think it's fantastic. Make sure you listen to the first episode because she kind of gives a bit of context around her background which I didn't even know. We're catching up with her in, in Boston and chatting and all this. I didn't even know this. This is a fascinating person and I really recommend this podcast. Get into it. Okay, Craig, I'm going to interject at this point. Yeah, this yeah. is not in the show notes. Yeah, right. Tell us a little bit about yourself, something that people won't know. About me? Yes. You're putting me on the spot. I am putting you on okay, the spot. Okay, well, I'll tell you something about me. I don't like being put on the spot. Okay. <laughs> So there's a little tidbit. No, because, and just for listeners to know that we, we prepare these, we prepare these um, show notes like hours before we record because for me, I can't do stuff on the fly. Correct. And you know when we think about Damesh and Brian? Yes. You're much like Brian because Brian can just get up, Brian Halligan can just get up and talk and yes. he's off the cuff. Yes. And you're very much like that. It's a, 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 I'm very jealous that you can do that. Whereas I'm a bit more like Damesh. He kind of has to think about things and plan it. And you ask for, you ask, you ask me on the spot for an opinion, and I'm kind of go quiet and all stuff. So there you go. There's something about me. Probably not the answer you're after. Well, well, let me put it back to you. Tell me about. Tell us something about you. Um, yeah, I'm happy to tell you something about me. Yeah, I love all things automotive. It's something that I've grown up with. Really. A keen interest in cars, planes, automobiles, bikes, and that's probably where I really operate well in. So, like, it's interesting because I think as we've grown, as as we've evolved, as we work with different people, I think I have discovered for 2017, you know, we want to be automotive experts for marketing, basically. That's really what we're after. I really like that because it's kind of like your passion and then adding value my into the industry of your passion. Exactly. Yeah. So absolutely. So there we go. That was a very impromptu side. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> All right. On to our resource of the week, Craig. And this is following on last week from Ryan Benici's session at Inbound about hacks around Google snippets. I'm seeing this more and more daily in searches that I'm doing and I, oh, I can't even remember. I did a search this week and I got a search page that looked so different to anything I'd ever seen. I think I'd search for a particular item or a piece of uh, item of food and I got like all of these different things. I think it because it was around dinner time, I thought that I wanted recipes. Came up with these boxes of recipes and with all the and, little drop downs and expanding, yeah, and and, and then put actually all the what I would have expected as results like right down the bottom, and I what I, I got really surprised by it because I I'm very aware of things shifting, and I thought this is really interesting. Like they're obviously testing and they're going okay time of day, device, what's he looking for? What do we already know about him? So I think this structured snippets is really a key to really elevating your content. And I think what we're going to highlight here is an article from Moz about how to implement that. Yeah, and this was actually some testing they did around these uh, snippets. And what we're talking about is this position zero, as they call it, on the page. So you know how you're saying, I want to rank number one. Yep, good. Of course you do. But rank position zero, Zero. which is that snippet that Google calls out just above. And quite often uh, a page that might be ranking three or four has a snippet pulled out and is that position zero uh, snippet. 
So it, it may sound obvious, but what they did is they looked at it and they said, okay, which, which one's rank zero? What's, you know, some of the criteria for those or what how, the characteristics of those? They went through a lot of data and it's worth reading through in general. But the thing that I found interesting about this is just by looking at how people, the ones that are ranking zero, do it on their own pages, you can actually learn a lot. So there's no dark art here. It's just actually a little bit of careful observation. Yes. Things around the lengths of snippets. Okay. Sometimes the way they just formatted lists. So menus are a good one because Google likes to pull in when, the, you know, you say what's the menu for the such and such and they have a structured snippet, you, you expand it out. It's actually just a bullet format that yes. they do. So just by looking at how the top ranking or that ranking zero menu works, you yep. can actually learn. The key here is you could be ranking seven or eight on the page. And so often we put a lot of effort to go, oh, how do I get to number one? Well, actually, instead of thinking about how do I rank number one, let's how look do I at get what, to position zero. Yeah, what's the snippet at position zero? Yes. Quickly look how they're doing it, and then I'll make sure I've got a similar format on mine because I might just be able to tweak it a bit, give a bit more value in that snippet answer, and I actually might get that position zero. So there's actually a lot of value here that you might get with a minimal investment compared to normal SEO trying to jump up a couple of positions. I think you're absolutely right, Craig. So this is a really valuable article for marketing managers to look at. And uh, the the reason it's actually actionable is because just by observing how some of these uh, the sites do it, you can actually incorporate that. Correct. And also there's an early mover advantage because yes. even though structured snippets have been around, you know. They've been, they've been around for a few years They've been around for now. a little while, but yeah. still there's not a lot of the people that are actually optimising for it. Yes. So it's still an area where there's a window of an opportunity to jump in now. All right. As we near the end of the show, Craig, quote of the week. I think this is a very point into all the conversations we've had guy. today. Gee, I love this guy. And this is a quote from Simon Sinek, and it says, give people what they want and they will like you for now. Give people what they need and they will value you forever. I think that is such a fantastic quote for the week. I love it. All right, and on to our shot nine, which is our bogus tip of the week, Craig. Tell us about this bogus tip. Yeah, no, so I just added this in for a bit of a laugh at the end. So there was an article, I think it was in Wired, about Mark Zuckerberg and how he manages Facebook. Uh, yes. And you know what he does? He doesn't go on Facebook. He has a team of people that manage his Facebook page for him, including adding comments to yes. things that he puts and deleting comments and managing all that, crafting his communication. <laughs> and there's this great tweet where someone says, the key point here is that Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> too smart to go onto Facebook. <laughs> so this is the bogus tip about how to avoid the Facebook time suck. Because, yes. you know, you can go onto Facebook and, you know, 20 minutes later you go, oh, hang on, what have I been doing? I just yes. got sucked in the Facebook vortex. Yes. There's the bogus tip, hire people to go and manage your whole Facebook person persona for you. That's exactly right. Anyway, there you go, bit of a joke for you. All right, on to our bonus links of the week. We've got a whole bunch there, which um, stuff that we've been reading. So encourage you to get the notes and actually go through them. If you would like them actually delivered to you so you don't have to come to the website, just sign up and you'll get them delivered into your inbox. Yeah, every Friday morning or Saturday morning, depending on how late we're running with um, publishing the show, they'll be in your inbox. Uh, some of these links I think are really worth reading. For example, there's the one on digital marketing megatrends. We'll probably come back to this whole trends idea in February, uh, especially around predictions and trends. But, yeah, there's some good ones there. And also artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. And if you're into Facebook custom audiences and want to get up to speed, there's a massive 
article there walking you through everything you'd want to know about setting up Facebook custom audiences. So, yeah, well worth a read. So there's great, some yeah, great links there. All right, finally, Cafe Consulting Session. Anybody who wants to be a part of that, I'd encourage you to book in. And obviously, as, as this grows and as more people get on, we are looking to take this to other parts of Sydney and maybe other states within Australia and really help people along with their journey with generating leads, maximizing HubSpot and actually growing their business through all the tools and systems that are available out there. Yeah, actually, I'd be interested from listeners, we're meeting in the Sydney CBD at the moment, but if there's other areas, you know, North Shore or... Yeah, uh, uh, Parramatta or, or something that would suit you, just drop us a comment and if there's enough interest, we'd certainly be happy That's to do right. that. That's right. So drop us a comment on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Join the Facebook group. Join the WhatsApp group. Be a part of the conversation. Don't hide away because we love to hear from you guys because we want to give you as much value as we possibly can to actually grow your businesses and grow whatever you've got happening to make that successful. So, Craig... Happy Australia Day. It's not not far away. It's getting close. I'll catch you next week. Ian. See you, Craig. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.